Pulp MX Network Production. It's the Pulp MX Fantasy Motocross and Supercross Show presented by Pro Taper. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast Show. Thank you for playing all year, PulpMXFantasy.com. Thank you for uh, the tweets and everything else. Going to recap Unadilla, look ahead to Bud's Creek. Only two rounds to go for the winner of uh, the winner of the Championship League gets a 2019 KX250F from the folks at Kawasaki. Yeah, and then we'll be doing the draw for the 19450 also shortly after the end of the season. So things are ramping up and a big mutter at Unadilla and lots of things changed and lots of things got weird at Unadilla and I don't know why I didn't pick Tomita and I will talk about that later Uh, but thank you to the folks that support this podcast and support the whole game as well the folks 100% uh, pulp 18 at checkout to save 25% on all casual apparel and accessories so if you go to ride100percent.com Use the code PULP18. You can save 25%. So go ahead, use that code. Get some cool hoodies, shirts, all their casual wear apparel. And, of course, 100% goggles used by Aaron Plessinger and Marvin Muskan, uh, by the way, and Dylan Ferranda. So they did. They had a good time in the mud at Unadilla, the folks at 100%. 100% goggles are crafted from the finest materials to provide racers with the highest level of functionality and accurate vision. But the collection does not stop there. 100% offers a massive line of casual apparel ranging from ultra-premium athletic wear to officially licensed Geico stuff. 100% has something for everyone on and off the track. Also, too, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Uh, Flyracing.com, please check them out. 2019 stuff is out now. They got a new mid-level boot that uh, is priced below, you know, the premium boots, but it's still very, very good. Dual hinges on it. FR5, the the F2 helmet has been redesigned. Better mouthpiece, better vents, so please check that out. And, of course, the gear is awesome. Uh, Flyracing.com, go to your local dealer and get that. Also, thanks to the folks at ProTaper. Uh, you know them from the uh, years and years of wins with uh, over the years with Team Suzuki and Team Yamaha and all of that. And nowadays, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki, all using ProTaper drive and control components. They got a couple of championships using ProTaper. And, uh, of course, those are the guys that first invented the crossbarless oversized handlebars, so I think they know what they're doing. Please check out ProTaper.com. All right, everybody, uh, let's get into how we did at Unadilla, who we think's going to uh, do well at Bud's Creek. We got some guys dropping out. We have some guys coming in, so there's things that uh, are happening, and as always, pay attention to Friday when we get the entry list and we, we can post officially who's in and who's out. Uh, Justin Hill on the JGR team today, out for Bud's Creek. He's got a knee injury, so that's something to keep in mind. All right, with me on the line from Pro Taper and uh, a past fantasy uh, motocross winner, Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's it going, Steve? I'm good, man. Thank you for uh, coming on, and uh, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to um, this weekend uh, and, and past Unadilla. Uh, Dan Truman is on the line from Get and Athena, and he is not happy, right, Dan? Yeah, it was a rough week, but uh, I'm looking at the points for the Championship League, and the, the top seven are all within 100, so I'm happy for one of those guys that are probably going to win a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know, I think we should talk a little bit about uh, strategy. Paul and I have both won this championship in the past, and there's a little bit different strategy going into the last two rounds, I think, um, if you're in that position versus the position that I'm in, which will get you 298 points. 
when but, you try to gamble. <laughs> so. um, well, uh, let's get started. First, the grand prize for uh, Bud's Creek is a complete set of Bogle gear. Did we confirm that? He's out, so we got some gear. Is is that happening? We, we yeah, we do have some gear from Bogle. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he had to get uh, his hand fixed. It was right. uh, causing him some injuries. But uh, yeah, we have a complete set of Bogle gear. We call uh, our buddy Randy up, and we get a complete uh, as if he would have raced it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Bogle so, now, uh, gear. Got a lot of gear. <laughs> Isn't that? But that's the, a lot of a lot of 2019 gear available uh, uh, at answer. But that's Bogle. part of the fun for people playing this game is we can change those prizes. Bogle got injured. We made a few phone calls, and this is stuff right off him, like patches on it and everything. You know? Yeah, so, and, I, and I mean it's something that you just can't get. Well, no. first of all, he's not there at the race, so you definitely can't get it. And um, you know, it's 2019 gear. That's it's you know full factory JGR race team gear. So. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, if this was 2004, 2005, I could get a, a lot of Tim Ferry gear. Uh, a lot of stuff back then some, that didn't get some used. Some co- cotton jerseys, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's get into this. Well, first of all, okay, so why don't you two guys talk a little bit about some strategy, what you talked about, Dan, in, in, in winning these bikes. And, and uh, if I go into the championship league, uh, we, it looks like, uh, I think the last time I looked, yeah, you had a pretty good lead. Um it's only 32 points now, though. Uh, T. Gietti won. T. Giet won. Uh, is 32 up on B. Greer 115. I believe Greer uh, podium this past weekend. Uh, and Kaner 14 is third. And so, yeah, it is uh, 42 points back to third. And uh, and then and then another, like, 60-something. So there's three guys, probably, Dan, in the running for a 2019 KX250F. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the strategy that you would do. Yeah, so for me, I was actually in this position going into Ironman uh, two years ago. I was leading, and I had a really big lead, and uh, I played it pretty safe. I thought I played it safe, and uh, Ryan Sipes actually showed up to that race, and I didn't pick Ryan Sipes. Uh, I was like, no, I don't know how he's been, and he had a huge weekend. He scored a lot of points, and I ended up losing the championship by one point. Um so it was pretty crazy. You know, I didn't even think that guy had a chance to beat me, but he swung for the fences. Uh, going into the last round, he was probably in third to fifth. I don't know exactly. but uh, So that's kind of where you have to play it different. Um, Paul won this outdoor championship a few years ago also, um, so he can give his take. But for me, if I'm the leader, I'm picking solid guys. Yeah, uh, I'm picking guys that are going to finish both motos. Uh, maybe they don't get max points. But they're going to finish both motos. They're on a good bike, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know they're not going to quit. Um, if I'm the guy in fourth and I'm a little farther back, I'm going to pick the the Ryan Sipes, who we'll talk about shows up this weekend, and the, the Heath Harrison, yeah. because really you have not a lot to lose. Uh, I mean, there's awesome prizes from second to tenth or fifteenth, but um, you know you're going for that bike, so that's kind of where I stand. Well, on that. yeah, there are good prizes for season ending, so uh, yeah, I get you, I get your theory though, Dan. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, for me, it, everyone's in a different situation, and it just depends. Um, but use the website as, as best as you can would be my advice. So, um, for instance, if you're in second, I would go and look at the team that the guy in first or the guy you're trying to catch uh, picked at the previous round. So, for instance, I'm looking at the leader's team from Unadilla, and he had Nichols, Ferrandis, Plessinger, and McAdoo in the 250 class. So you know he can't pick those guys at the following round. Um, luckily for this guy, the leader, all those guys had pretty good weekends, except maybe Colt Nichols. He's still, I think, going to be a good pick at Bud's Creek. So 
if I'm the guy trying to catch this leader, I would look at somebody picking somebody like Colt Nichols. You want to try to make some differentiations between your team so you can gain ground. If you keep picking the same guys as him, then you're not going to gain ground. But luckily, I think our game is pretty pretty wide open when it comes to handicaps and usable riders that we've had a lot of, of – uh, uh, a lot of different teams out there, a lot of different kind of combinations you can make. So I think that's one thing you can do. Um, you got You can't be afraid, obviously, to take the guy that just, you know, I, I think Caleb Russell was an easy pick for most last week. He was the highest pick train in the history of the game. But, um, but try to use the website to your advantage and do as much research as you can, look back at past results. And, um, are you, and yeah, just kind of. Uh, are you a send it guy, Paul, if you're trailing? If if you're trailing to me, yeah, because you know, and it really just depends what you see, what you what you you're eyeing in the prize pool. You know, like for me, a motorcycle is a big deal, and and I don't remember what second was back then, but it was maybe five hundred uh-huh. bucks or something. So to me, it's like I'd rather send it and try to try to win a bike than. And if I screw up, I end up getting third, and whatever I get, two hundred bucks or something, or I don't know, I don't remember what the prizes were yeah, yeah. when I won. But um, but yeah, it just all depends, you know. I mean, a motorcycle is a really big deal, so I think um, yeah. you're not in that position often to try to win one. So it just depends. But what if the leader sends it? You don't know what his yeah, plan yeah. is either. So all maybe right. you know, what I mean, so it's uh, it's 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 tricky. All right. So uh, we think Josh Grant is out this weekend. Uh, I think Caleb Russell is out. I'm hearing he's out. Please uh, check though. I'm not. That's not official. Uh, either one of those guys is official, I don't think. But keep a look. Um, I think they're both going to be out, which make Russell maybe an 85% pick trend at Indiana, uh, Paul, if, if Caleb sits out. Yeah, I would say. I mean, uh, selfishly, I, I took him, obviously, at, at Unadilla. Um, if he can't race Bud's Creek, that sucks. But hopefully he can race Ironman, and he'll be back yep. there, and he would be on my team at Ironman um, for sure. And, uh, as I so, mentioned, uh, Justin Hill is out. That came out today. Uh, Heath Harrison's not going to be racing. By the way, uh, he, he was planning what? on it, but not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, he was somebody that we talked about being a, a great pick, but uh, he won't be there either. Uh, Mitchell Falk is in. He's an amateur kid from Loretta's for the TLD team. Uh, Jimmy D is back after missing a race, and Sipes, as you guys mentioned, is back. Um, so there's a few guys that we can uh, that we can talk about also. So, um, uh, Real quick, uh, Paul had mentioned looking at the other people's teams. We've had a few tweets of, uh, people not sure how to do that. Uh, you go to the championship league, and you click on the icon for the for the team name. So for the leader, you just click on the icon next to his team, and it shows all of the all of his results all season long from from Anaheim one until Unadilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this does it for everyone's team. So it's not some, some people think it's something that we, just we can see, but you can access it. You can see who the rider who they picked the previous week. You know, so who they can't pick next week and kind of strategize like that. So right. um, you know, just go to the championship league, click on the icon it's, it's next actually, to the team name. The kids call it an avatar, Dan. Well, it's okay. uh, it's a little icon. Okay. Um, so all right, let's get into Unadilla. It was muddy. And uh, let's get into how we did. So, first up, Marks had a great week. 448. He was 53rd overall. Nice job for Marks on that. JT was upset, not happy, but there was a scoring change. And uh, Colt Nichols on live timing was way back. I think he was, was he 17th or was he even in the points yeah, on live timing? He was 17th. Yeah. 17th on live timing. But in the sheets came out, he got 7th uh, or something. So, there was an issue with live timing. They corrected it, and Colt Nichols. Uh, did better, and JT got those points back, and I think that calmed him down a little bit. He was still only 365 uh, for um, Unadilla, so it wasn't a great day for him, but he was happier with the with the Nichols adjustment. Uh, I scored 389. Uh, Paul? I scored 377. All right, and Dan? 
298. Wow. Dan's having a, an off outdoor season this year. Yeah. So am I collecting the, am I collecting that 50 bucks on you Truman? Yeah, I might actually just send it today. <laughs> <laughs> this was and I honestly like I picked my team. We can get into it. I yeah. picked my team really quick, and I still feel I had a really good team. <laughs> okay, all right. That. No, I really do. Like, I, I, this was the first week all year that nobody in either class got the lap leader right of any moto. So that was something new for, for us. Um, there was some unique whole shot uh, leader or first uh-huh. lap leaders yep. uh, with Miriam and um, Phil. Nobody picked either of those guys in the 450 class. Uh, it was Harrison and, and um, uh, uh, Mosman. It was Mo- Mosman. It was, yeah. No, it was Mosman and McAdoo. Oh, McAdoo. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So nobody had those guys picked. Um, obviously, I had those. I had people <laughs> picked, so that was minus 30 points because um, that's what I do. But uh, then it kind of got bad. Uh, do you want to get into it? Uh, well, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go with you first. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I went with Justin Cooper as my all-star. Okay. He was good there last year in the mud. He was. He yep. Yeah. Um, he's from New York. I didn't pick him the previous week to save him for Unadilla. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel he let me down. He crashed a couple times, and uh, he only got 39 points. So for my all-star, I was a little bummed on that. I was considering AP. I just was like, hey, you know, Cooper was good in the mud there last year. So him having a bigger handicap out of yeah. five, I was, you know, whatever. Um, then it went bad. I went with uh, Austin Root. And, uh, oh, boy. You are a life coach for Austin Root or something I, I like am. That? I'm, I, yes, I'm a <laughs> life coach. And he was on my team until the rains came. And I just heard Paul Parabinos' voice in my head about what does he have? What, does he have a pressure washer? Can he clean his bike? Does he have spare parts? I just heard Paul. Does he have hand guards? I just heard Paul's voice in my head, and he went off my team. So I went with the same scenario you had, and he had all that stuff. He had extra engine. He had all these parts. I talked to the mechanic. I, I really <laughs> oh, okay, did some right. research on this, <laughs> and I was like, and then I got feedback confirmed by text message. I love the mud. And I was like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> He he crashes in the he crashes in the start and I'm like awesome. Within two laps he's into twenty first. Yeah, rode like, well. Yeah, I'm like this is great. And his bike grenaded. I, I just don't get it. It only it only made it three laps. Like, who built the engine? Like, what happened, guys? Come on, yeah. something happened. Yeah. So, <clears throat> luckily he did have an extra engine and uh, he was able to make the second moto and, and he rode good like he would have done in the first moto, I assume. Yeah. Um, and he got 36 points. So that was rough because I feel like that could have been two good motos. Yeah, dry, um, uh, dry race, he's on my team. I had him selected. He was for sure at a 17. I'm like, and my life coaching, I'm like, he's in. But the mud scared me away. Yeah, I mean, and the mud did scare me away until I got confirmation. Right, right, it was like, right. I love mud. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> like, and uh, so, yeah, then I went with a Florida guy, James Weeks. And um, nice. just because he's in Florida, he's been racing uh, every weekend since Hangtown. And he was a high, second highest scorer, I think, at Washougal. He still had a 15 handicap. And he did really well the first moto. He got max points, 50 points, and rode great. And he did not line up for Moto2. So I don't know if he was like, hey, career best Moto. I'm going to start driving back to Florida. I'm not really sure what happened. But he just didn't line up for Moto2, it said. So um, I'm really confused. That's a, so, that's, a tough, that's a tough beat when the guy doesn't line up. 
yeah, I mean, he crushes it, gets max points. And, I mean, maybe he lined up and he crashed in the start. I, I, I didn't get okay. to see the race, so, right. and they don't show that. But either way, he, he was out. So, um, yeah, so James Weeks, that, I feel like still that was a good pick. He, he scored 50 points in the first moto, and it was looking good. But uh, And then my last pick was, this was my mistake. I'll take full blame for it. I went with Van Martin. He hasn't been very good. JT and I, and I believe Paul, too, have picked him in the past, and he's usually known for just kind of grinding it out, not not real fast, but he'll stay out there, which he did. But he missed double points both motos by, by one and two spots. So um, that was kind of on me. I had Colt Nichols on my team all day. Um, he was a two handicap, and I feel like I really should have picked Nichols and Ferrandez. They were both on my team going into the day. Um, and then we made the mistake of not picking the Japanese guys, I think. I don't know that either of you guys did, but we know they're good in the mud. It's Yeah, it was an all-time bonehead move by myself, by everybody. Uh, yeah, Mark's, Mark's had, Mark's had uh, uh, Tomita, and uh, he says on Monday's show, Pulp Show, even I know the Japanese guys are good in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. I mean, Narita almost won high point one year in the mud. Like, it's, you know, he battled with Pastrana. So, I mean, going back in time, they're, they're always good in the mud. So, that was just an overlook on my part. So, yeah, for the 250 class, I struggled at Weeks, Cooper, yeah. um, Root, and, and Van Martin. So, that was uh, the only bad pick, in my opinion, that I picked was Van Martin. The rest was kind of bad luck. And then in, uh, in 450, it just got worse. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> my lap leaders were, were Joey Savacci and Ken Roxon, and neither of them. Joey was second in the first moto, but uh, that was as close as I got. So, I had Marvin as an all-star. He got 50 points. I thought he would be good there, dry or muddy. And uh, we had talked about it on the show mm-hmm. last week. I thought we all thought Marvin was a good pick. We all picked Caleb Russell. Well, 78% of us did. I don't know what you other people were doing that didn't pick Caleb Russell when it started to rain, like, you couldn't click the mouse fast enough. Um, you know, we had discussion on his qualifying times, but he qualified fine, and, and I think with the rain, it, it helped. He did crash out the second moto, but was still the fifth highest scorer, so it wasn't a, like it was a bad pick. And then this is where it went bad. I went with, uh, got to scroll down here, a rookie, <laughs> Luke Neese. It's uh, uh, Jim, Jim Neese's, Neese's kid. Jim Neese's kid. I was informed uh, by Josh Woods. Big fan. He will not quit. Um, he quit. <laughs> not only did he quit, uh, his bike quit, everything about it quit. So that was really rough. Um, the bad thing about it is is that I was debating between him and Justin or Jeremy Hand, and Jeremy Hand got 100 points. Jeremy Han had gotten good starts. It's only a, Dan, it's only a 91-point swing. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not okay. that bad, right? No, no. no. So, and I believe Paul went went with Han, and we talked with in text about this. And Han had been a good starter, but I I had no idea. Same thing. You go back to Root. Does he have a pressure washer? Oh, yeah. Does he have anything? Uh, at least I did know a little bit about Nisa's program that he had all that stuff. Uh, and Nisa actually was in good spot, um, and, and I believe he crashed out. So, my last pick was a, a real gamble. Um, also, Josh Woods influenced uh, T.J. Albright. Didn't know a lot about him. I don't know anything about T.J. Albright. I know nothing about T.J. Albright. <clears throat> he rides at GPF. Okay. Um, so, you know, reached out to Josh and asked him, and he said, well, he's on a stock 350. And I was like, okay, that, that doesn't help in the mud. Um, and he's like, he, he won't quit. So Josh was 50-50 on that statement. And uh, he didn't quit. He, he rode good. He got 64 points. He was the fourth highest pick and only a 6% pick trend. But uh, nice. I, I couldn't pick LeMay. 
I overlooked Tomito, and I mean, really, my only mistake was was Jeremy Ham. The other the other guys were always on my team. Yep. So I was I was never picking, um, you know, Stanky or right. Cooper. I know, I know you picked Cooper, but it makes no sense because he didn't ride the last practice. So. I feel like you cheated. No, no, not at all. It's called research. Uh, okay, okay, so we'll get into my picks. Uh, so actually, let's get into the overalls. Mitchell Harrison, number one scorer for 250 class at 80 points. Uh, he ran up front in uh, in both motos and, and was pretty well. No, one moto he came from from behind, but uh, 80 points for him. Ferrandis was next with 72 with a one one day, and he was a minus three, so not not a perfect score for him. Uh, but 72 points. Uh, Yusaki Watanabe, uh, 72 points. Cameron McAdoo, 60. Mel Ross with 60. Colt Nichols, 58. Savachi, 54 in the 250 class. And uh, myself, I went, as soon as the rains came, my whole team strategy, uh, cho- uh, I, I, I picked a team after first practice, a rough team. Rains came. Everything changed for me. I went safe. Uh, I went from my all-star. I went from Forkner, who I'm like looking at the mud and going, yeah, No. And uh, I went to Plessinger, even though he only had a one. I'm like, the mud is his specialty, so I changed that. Thankfully, he got me 50 points. That was my all-star. I went to Ferrandis, even though he was minus three. He's, he, Unadillo favors Europeans. It's a muddy. Uh, he saw the team and all of that, so I went Ferrandis. Uh, that was two guys who were not on my team t- after the first practice. My next guy was Mosman, and he qualified well, right? Uh, I believe he qualified well, so I went with Mosman. Uh, I thought maybe he'd have a good day. And in in the first moto, it was amazing. I, he almost he was running at fifty points for the longest time. Uh, he ended up with uh, I don't know thirty something uh, by the end. He dropped back a little bit, but that's okay, no problem. Second moto fell first turn. And I'm like, oh, man, uh, Mosman, you know, whatever. But you know what? The kid rode really hard, all moto. Uh, I, you know, obviously I followed him. He got up to 13th from, from dead last or near the back. So good job for Mosman's 41 points for uh, for him on the day. And my last pick was uh, it went sideways. Uh, Luke Resland was my guy, Jersey guy. He hasn't had a great season, but it's muddy. I seem to remember him doing well in the mud, although I have – Zero facts to back that up. So I went with Resland. Uh, his bike broke in the first moto. He fell in the first turn. Then his bike broke. And then he rode well in the second moto to get 32 points. Um, he got uh, he got a decent finish from there. He's a 14% pick trend. So I like Luke. I couldn't get mad at him. His bike broke. Uh, but those are things that happened. Uh, 450 class. Number one scorer, like Dan mentioned, Jeremy Hand. 100 points. I haven't picked this dude all year. And he's been pretty solid. Uh, Tomita, number two. I don't know why I didn't pick Tomita. He got me 100 points earlier this year, um, and he's good in the mud, like we all talked about. I should have picked Tomita. It's so stupid. Uh, LeMay was next. I couldn't pick Ben LeMay, but good job for him. I picked him at Washougal. He let me down there. But he uh, came through in the mud at 74. The Albright guy, 64. Caleb Russell, 59. Tyler Step- Stepe- Stepek, I guess, Stepek, uh, 58. Uh, Stank Dog, 56. Nick Fratzor, 56. Uh, I went with Caleb Russell, obviously. I mean, he would have absolutely crushed it had he not fallen late in that second moto. Um, so, yeah, everybody had him, 78% of us anyways. Uh, Caleb Russell, 59 points for me. My next guy was Cody Cooper, who I did some reconnaissance on, and he was he was okay. And the rains came, and who can forget, uh, 10 years ago, <laughs> whatever that was. What was he- the reasoning for him getting a five-minute lap time as his best time in practice? I don't know. I just heard he was going to be okay. I talked to Bytus. Bytus, he lives with Bytus. Bytus knows him. I'm like, what's up with Cooper? He didn't ride. And and Bytus is like, he's good. 
And so I went, okay. So I went off Cody Cooper, figuring, you know, I don't know, veteran experience in the mud or whatever, 52 points for Cody Cooper for me. And who can forget when he pressured James in the mud 10 years ago. Um, all right, Blake Baggett was my all-star. He was not, again, like I, checked, I switched out Forkner for Plessinger. My all-star was actually going to be, uh, I believe, Bloss. And I just thought I would take someone a little more solid. Uh, so I, picked, I took Blake Baggett, and he got me 47 points. Not so bad there. He had a good day, three off the max. My next guy, I went all traders, uh, Nick Gaines. Why I picked Nick Gaines, I'm not sure. Just had a hunch, and 36 points, it did not You didn't even off. know Nick Gaines' number. I know, but I, well, I was a little rattled when I was texting that. But, uh, yeah, during the, during the motos, we were getting our scores, and I said I had 50? Yeah. Did I Dan say Reardon. Yep, yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan Reardon. Right, right, Dan Reardon. But it was actually Nick Gaines. I don't know why I went with Nick, Gage, Nick Gaines. I'm just like, ah, I feel like he should have done something. Um, you know, this week, of course, is Trader's hometown track in Bud's Creek. So um, nice job for me on not thinking about that because they might actually be somewhat of a good pick, either both of those guys. But anyways, um, yeah, so I went with Nick Gaines. It, it didn't really work out. Uh, but, you know, overall, I got uh, – I scored 389. I wasn't that. I was okay with that. Yeah, 389 is not bad. Uh, whatever. It's it's decent. So uh, my total points are 4244 for MX. I'm 180th overall, and I believe Dan and Paul, you guys are right with me, right? Or no, not not you, Dan, but Paul. You and I are basically the same overall in Moto. JT is not that far ahead of us. So, um, all right, Paul, who'd you have? Well, let me first. I got a couple things to say first. Yep. First off, if you remember my text after the race, I was quite upset. Um, I was frustrated. You had beat, you had scored more points than me, and I said something to the effect of, "Steve just knows more about motocross than me." I guess I don't go yeah. to enough races oh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. After listening, after listening to your to your um, explanation of your picks, I take all that back. You're just yeah, a lucky right? idiot. I take why? it all back. Why? What are you talking? What was why? What's what are you saying that for? Nick, like, Gaines, I, Nick Gaines I, I, was I, I, Nick Gaines I, I, was a terrible pick. You can't. I had a hunch. Yeah. Did he qualify well? Let me look. <laughs> you picked. Oh my goodness. The, you asked Rob Bitus. He doesn't even, just because Cody Cooper lives with him, he didn't even know he didn't practice probably. He's like, yeah, he's yes, good. He's no, here. he did. He's he, here. No, he, no <laughs> he knows. He knows him. Nick Gaines qualified 19th. I don't know, man. I just, I'm not picking Dare DeMarte. I'm not picking Albright. I didn't like Cunningham. Thing. I'm not going Runkles. Kiefer is texting me about Runkles. I'm not going Runkles. Uh, yeah, I, couldn't pick, I couldn't pick LeMay. You know, like uh, Justin Hill was no way I was picking him in the mud. So if you look at the guys who qualified, like there was Nick, Nick Gaines was 19th. Like that was a decent pick for qualify, qualifying. And I don't know. Maybe Where was, what, what place did Reardon qualify? Yeah, Reardon, Reardon was in there. But, oh, okay. Okay. So anyways. All right, Paul. Well, now maybe I'm going to look like – maybe I'll look like the idiot now, okay? But but here's here's my one excuse. My son turned four on Saturday. He got his first dirt, first dirt bike. I was very distracted on Saturday morning. We had to go riding. It was a big deal. So I didn't put a ton of thought into these picks. But so because I'm nowhere near the points, I'm not eligible for prizes. Um, I am playing the money league where you can make some money if you win a weekend. I am in full win a weekend mode. So it is full send over here. It's not strategy like we were talking about earlier. I'm playing a different game right now. So I was looking for the high handicaps. Um, and I honestly went against my own advice that I gave in this pod, you know, previous to the week and, and did that in the two video class. And that's just a, it's just you can't do it for some reason in this class. Like, all these guys that scored the most points, like Harrison, Ferrandis, Melross, McAdoo, Nichols, Savachi, I mean, all the solid guys were the best point scorers, and I didn't pick any of them. Um, 
I think you can do that in 450 class, and I'll get into that, but I didn't do it in uh, 250 class because I was just I was going for it. So I went Aaron Plessner is my all-star. That was fine. I got 50. Obviously, Aaron's good at Unadilla, good in the mud. Um, and then after that, I went with some guys that I thought could – could make something happen in the mud. Um, I went Rami Alves, uh, number 222. He's a 15 handicap. He killed it for me in the second moto and got 50 points. I don't know what happened in the first moto, I believe, DNF or something. Who knows? But um, So I was kind of half right there. Uh, I went Gage Share, um, which is a California kid. He's a good starter. I thought, hey, he'll get a good start in the mud, and he'll hopefully stay up there. That only happened one moto. He only put 40 points on the board. I don't know what happened the other one. And now in hindsight, uh, I think he – well, we'll get into our Bud's Creek picks, but um, I probably shouldn't have taken him at Unadilla. And like Dan um, – like Dan said, Dan and I always text uh, briefly. I think both of us had a lot going on this Saturday and, and weren't able to do as much research as we wanted. But I went Van Martin as well, and that was just a, it was just a mistake. I, I really thought maybe in the mud um, there will be more quitting going on and, and Van would get there, but Van's pace is just a bit too slow right now, I, I think, is the problem. And, and like Dan said, he missed it by one or two. He is always there at the end. He was coming at the end, but he's just not far enough up in the beginning. So... Um, 250 team was really not that great. Um, I sh- don't know why I didn't go for Randis, um, Harrison, Watanabe, Melross. Those guys were never really on my radar, but Ferrandis was, and uh, I just blew it. Like I said, you, I, I don't think you can do the high handicaps as successfully in the 250 class as you can in 450 class. But your your thing with Van um, Martin, like, what about a motor? What about hand guards? What about a pressure washer? You're good. He's good. Ah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think, I mean, I say that about Van Martin just because I, he doesn't have a history of having issues like that. There's, I, I feel like you can pinpoint the privateers that are always having issues like that. Van just doesn't pull off. Um, he's obviously decent at maintaining his bike because he doesn't pull off. So, uh, I thought that'd be fine with, with him. You know, I think he's pretty organized on race weekend. So, um, 450 class, I did have Jeremy hand a 3% pick trans pick trend for 100 points i was stoked on that i took jeremy hand uh for the first time this year at high point um and he crashed in the first turn both times but i noticed he rode the whole moto and never pulled off i've watched him a bit since then um i don't know what other races i watched him but he qualified pretty good and like i said i was like hey this is somebody that probably not a people not a lot of people will pick and i'm gonna go high handicaps and try to make something happen um so that really worked out good and kind of he saved my weekend for sure uh, I did not take Tomita. He was never on my radar, and it's just yeah, that's just me not thinking about it enough. Obviously, we all we're, we're idiots. Exactly. We're idiots. We should have took Tomita. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, T.J. Albright was somebody that was crazy on my radar. Uh, I think I saw that he rode Press Day, um, and he he had a very good qualifying time. And I don't know what I saw or where I did some kind of research on him on maybe midweek and uh i was like oh this could be a good pick and then i found out josh woods knows him and i texted woods and he told me about the practice bike 350 and honestly that didn't really scare me like ktm has a pretty good bike and and i just thought that would be okay and and at one point his he was smoking on the television screen and i texted woods and i was i was like oh man it can't be going that great did you pick him and and here we go i'm looking at the results and he did pretty good so uh Anyway, I missed there. I didn't pick him. Uh, I did take Caleb Russell. I think he's on everyone's team. That was obviously an obvious pick, especially after he qualified good and uh, and then it began to rain. How do you not pick him? Uh, Muskin was my all-star. He got Musquin, Moosecan, Moosequan, Moosequan, Moosequan. When I read his name, it's so hard for me not to say Musk, Musquin. 
but I know it's Moose Can. Uh, he was 50. And then my last pick, which is really what ruined it for me, was the same guy Dan took, uh, Luke Neese. I thought, um, I mean, I've raced his dad plenty of times before in the mud, and he's good. And he qualified pretty good. He was on a Yamaha 450. Those things are pretty much bulletproof. I just thought the experience of his dad and it being his first national and wanting to, I, I got kind of the same information Dan got. It doesn't seem like he would pull off. And, um, yeah, he pulled off. So that didn't go well. Nine points there. So, um, um, yeah, that's my 377 for the weekend. Paul, you were concerned about Caleb Russell's qualifying last week, and, and he made mention that Caleb himself made mention to me that he listened to that podcast and was like <laughs> doubting himself, like really, like I might have a tough time qualifying. Uh, and for you know, to pat myself on the back, I thought you were crazy. Um, he qualified twelfth overall with a dry track. Um, yeah. 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 Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to take back what I said. I still believe in what I said. In yeah, what yeah, I no, said. I, um, I mean, I think they got a they got a pretty easy track. Like it, usually, Unadilla is it's flooded in practice, and I'm not saying that would have been bad for him, but I'm just saying the task of qualifying with a bunch of guys on the track and and having to learn the track, and I just thought that would be more difficult for him. I I said that that was going to be the hardest thing for him to learn on the weekend, but. Obviously, once he got on the gate, I was fully on board, and I knew he would do good. I think everybody did, but um, yeah, that was just my prediction. But they got a pretty quick and easy track. He qualified awesome, so yeah, that was cool for him. And um, you had him doubting himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought you know, I mean, and I, I'm not trying to disrespect the GNCC guys, and I think it got um, I got some kind of messages. On Twitter, and I think it uh, I don't think Mark 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 Mark's, uh, Mark's didn't exactly yeah, yeah Mark's Mark's didn't, didn't, didn't help didn't you out help. <laughs> yeah when with that meme so making it sound like I said he wouldn't qualify but um yeah so a lot of people obviously didn't listen to the pod and they only read social media so I was kind of fighting that but yeah. but um I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I raced the, I raced the snowshoe GNCC I know how gnarly this guy is yeah. I raced it yeah Go in Paul's defense like Caleb's own you know t- home team. That was their biggest concern was that he's never really started with 39 other professionals going into a first turn, which his starts were great. He started top five both motos, I think. Um, but that was something he, they they had questioned as well. He had only really left the starting gate with three or four guys mm-hmm. at the at the Baker's factory. So, um, you know, going on a track and trying to set a fast time on a track you're not real familiar with, like that was what I think Paul was trying to say. But, yeah, we got a little bit of, you know, the off-road guys were a little bummed. But, I mean. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it to be like, ha ha, Paul. I'm just saying it. You, I thought it was funny that he listened and you, uh, you had him doubting himself. Yeah, no, that's cool. He listened because I, I mean, I think I said some nice things about him. I just obviously said that that would be his hardest task. So. Right. Um, all right. Well, yeah, keep, he crushed it. Keep an eye on Racer X or my Twitter uh, to see if he's in for the weekend or Pulp Mix Fantasy. We think he's out. We haven't heard, but we think he's out. He hurt his arm, elbow, or whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, so keep an eye on that. And uh, like we said, JG probably will be out also. Justin Hill is out. And uh, and we got some guys coming in. So, all right, let's look into uh, Bud's Creek and who we'd pick from there. Thanks to the folks at 100%. Go to use the code PULP18 at ride100percent.com to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. And also to protaper.com. Go there. Fusion Bar, one-third waffle grip, twister throttle tube, micro bar, uh, their whole sport line they've launched. Uh, please check that all out. They've got to have something for you. Uh, also to uh, flyracing.com, new 2019 gear out now. And uh, new F2 is uh, is on my way to my house right now. I'm looking forward to getting it. And also to Kawasaki. Thanks to those uh, Kawasaki guys uh, for, for stepping up and, and providing three bikes 
bikes. Uh, fantastic. So uh, at first glance at the uh, Bud's Creek, I thought uh, Ferrandez' handicap was wrong, but no, he's an all-star now. Congratulations, Dylan Ferrandez. Uh, Truman, it's taken a long time, but he's now become an all-star. Yeah, up to fifth in points, and uh, I mean um – what maybe could have been if he could have started the season. Yeah. I think he might have had a, had a chance at this. Okay. But, uh, um, now, obviously, it was in the mud, um, so I'm not 100% sure. But I really thought that the Washugo Moto win by Savachi was going to propel him to a better uh, second half of the series finishes. And I don't know if we can go off the mud. Is Joey Savachi's a not, minus two? Ferrandis was a minus three, went 1-1, got you 72 points. So, Joey, I doubt Joey goes 1-1, but I think he's on the podium. Minus two, Dan, still worth it, or um, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I like the PC guys this weekend. I really do. Um, AC won, won his race here uh, last year, I believe. Uh, I believe Paul won race here with Wilson, maybe his first win. Baggett's won here. They're really good at Butts Creek. I don't I don't know why, but just history shows that. Uh, I, I think that I go all PC this weekend. I think I pick Forkner as my all-star at an eight. That's yep. a huge handicap as an all-star. Um, you know, he's had... Obviously, a lot of speed, maybe some issues late moto, but that's a gamble I'm going to take. Um, and I think I take Joey. I think Joey at a minus two. I've picked Joey every weekend I could. Yeah, I think <clears> and, I, uh, I think I pick him too. Seriously, yeah, I know we've been living and dying with him, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's a guy who can actually win the moto. You know, it's mm-hmm. not you know, and that's there's not very many guys that can win, and I think Joey can win. And then, I mean, my lock of the week is is Jordan Smith. One hundred percent lead pipe lock of the week, Jordan Smith. Uh, he he fell out of the double points this weekend. Uh, he had a bad Unadilla. Jordan is uh, very close to getting to pick a permanent number. There is a battle between him, um, his teammate, and uh, and well, Chase Sexton. So I think that that is playing. He wants a number, and uh, I think he'll do good this weekend. Um, any thoughts that maybe Pike threatening to beat up anybody who passes him in overall points affects these kids? Um, I don't think it affects them. Weston okay. is Weston is going to race this weekend. We'll get into 450s, but yeah. I I think Weston will not race the, the last round. Yeah, and uh, it would be close to one of them passing him. But uh, well, he's he's threatened <laughs> to beat them up if they take his number. He has asked them if they would take his number, and they said no. And he said, "Okay, does that mean if you do, I get to punch you in the face?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, which is fair, right? I, I think Savachi and Forkner are on my team, Paul, but I'm scared shitless. Yeah, you know, for me, Buds Creek, and I kind of, I kind of wish JT was on the call to agree with me. But I, I mean, I've raced Buds Creek plenty of times myself. I've been there as a mechanic many times. I think Buds Creek is a track where it needs to start going good from the beginning of the day. I think practice times are more important at Buds Creek than maybe other tracks. Um, for one, the way the start is designed, it's heavily favors the left side, and you need a good qualifying spot here. Um, two, I, I think the track just lends itself to a good starter, and it doesn't get as as rough. Um, maybe that's probably why that's why I've done better there myself as a racer. So, I like guys that get good starts here, and that's why I fully agree with um, Dan about Savachi and Forkner. Um, I really agree about Jordan Smith. I think this is a track where you need to get a good start, and it's hard to. It's hard to come from the back. I mean, unless you're James Stewart on a two-stroke, um, I think it's hard to do here. And I think it's easier to stay in the front um, when you get a start at this track as compared to some other ones. I don't know why. Um, so, yeah, I really agree with, with the guys Dan said. Um, another lower handicap guy that I think could show good value this this weekend is Colt Nichols. Um, he had a decent Unadilla. But his handy, you know, he went. He was 12th at Washougal. He was 8th at Unadilla. He went from a... 
uh, two handicap at Unadilla. He's now a one. I think there's some value there. And uh, like I said earlier, it's harder to take the high flyers here at, in the 250 class. Um, but if you want to talk about some, you know, some higher stuff, I think Ryan Sipes is pickable at an eight. I was, um, that was where but, I was going. Uh, That's where I was know. going. Yeah. What do you guys? I, it's it's a little borderline I, for me. Yeah. Yeah. For, like for me, I, I think. Go ahead. I, Oh yeah. Uh, to, to me, I think I'm saving him for Indiana because I, he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to start in the front. Um, I probably see him finishing anywhere from 14 to 18. So maybe his handicap doesn't change too much. But that's tough to say because he. I mean, that's hard to say. You almost want him to hope to have him a little bit of a worse Bud's Creek with my theory. So maybe you have to take him. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, for for me, I don't think you have to take him at Bud's Creek. Uh, Indiana is definitely a track he's been good at. We talked about this earlier in the show when I didn't pick him and he paid off. I think that you can go with with really good starters and good guys like Forkner as an all-star, Joey Jordan, and then also um, I like Enzo Lopes and Luke Renslin as, at his home track. So for me, I'd probably pick Renslin just because he has a little bit bigger handicap than Sipes and maybe finishes one spot behind them. So I think you could pick Renslin, and also that's the team's home race, so they have a, you know sponsors for next year, things like that. He has a lot he wants to prove. Um, and that's I think, not, Yeah, it's not his home track. It's his team's home track. He's from Jersey, but yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but they are riding press day and things like yep, that. So, yep. um, you know, I, I think that, like you said, Paul, I, I think you can pick Sipes for sure. Maybe you can't pick Joey or you can't pick, uh, you know, uh, just uh, you know, if you can't pick one of these guys that we've talked about, I think you can pick Ryan Sipes. Uh, I think you can also pick Sean Cantrell out of nine. He's a good starter, and he's had speed. Yeah, so he's, think, he's paid off in fantasy a couple weeks, not last week, but the couple weeks before that. Yeah, I yeah I I agree with Sean Cantrell, Dan, and I, I honestly think that his rookie teammate that's going to be making his pro debut, Mitchell Falk, who's an eighteen, um, who I'll look at if he's a uh, if he's top 20 in practice or so but i think that kind of can motivate maybe cantrell like the cantrell's kind of been the low man on the totem pole and he doesn't want to get beat by the new kid coming in from loretta's um so i think that could actually work to motivate cantrell um but you know we can talk about mitchell falk he is an 18 he didn't set the light set the world on fire at loretta's he didn't win the horizon award to me he's a um he's kind of middle of the road he sometimes can start good he sometimes can start in the back um, I do feel like he's in shape. So to me, it's going to be all about his practice time. If he's qualifying in the top 20, I think he will probably be on my team because I think he can finish top 20 and get well, some points. And at 18, that could be yeah. a lot of points. I know you said he didn't set the world on Loretta's or world on fire at Loretta's, and you're absolutely right. But what about the history of these kids coming in their first race? Factory sponsored kids, right? Like, how many times do they run up front from nerves, excitement? Whatever it is. Like, it happens time and time again. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, you can even go to Caleb Russell. He's not a rookie, but it was, I think it was his first national lining up on a gate, and he starts top five both motos because he's just yeah. so excited. And, um, you yeah. know, you look at the Zach Bells and all these guys going all the way back to all the Geico kids. Yeah. They all Ogle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all get good starts. And um, I do agree with Paul. I think he's in pretty good shape. Um, he sh- he's shown that he's you know he races Mammoth and all those races and he's raced against some pretty good guys and I agree that if he qualifies around uh, 18th to 22nd I think you have to pick him just because he's probably going to beat that group of guys that's normally around that range it, later in the moto I think he's better than those guys and he's on better equipment than some of those guys so 
So the lead pipe lock of the week, 100% uh, ride, 100% lead pipe lock of the week. Dan, for me it's Jordan. For me it's Jordan Smith. All right, Paul. Um, it's either I think it's either got to be Joey or Jordan, but um, I think because there's a three difference in the handicap there, Joey to minus two and Jordan at a one, I'll go. Um, I'll go Jordan Smith as well. I'll agree. Oh, you guys both missed it. It's too bad. It's a shame, really. Your 100% lead pipe lock of the week. Get back on the train. The number 130, Austin Root. I'm back. I told him I was picking him when it was dry. I bailed when it got wet, but I am back on board with Austin Root. Uh, I checked. He had a good week this week. He's a 17, so his handicap didn't change due to the horrendous uh, Unadilla. Uh, Although he rode well, like we said, for a little bit, I am Austin Root. Yep, my team right now, as it sits, is Joey Savacci, Austin Forkner, Jordan Smith, and Austin Root. Root for sure gets the most fantasy points from Monday to Friday. Like he has the <laughs> he has the best week every week. Every week, like, he's at like the for best. sure he's the highest scorer Monday to right. Friday. Um, but I will look at Falk. Good good advice by both of you guys about Mitchell Falk making his debut. And if you yeah, a lot of him. a lot of people may not follow the amateur scene and and they may may not know, but you know Mitchell is a, a full TLD kid. He's been there for a few years. He had an injury last year. Uh, that's why he didn't turn pro. Um, so yeah, I mean he has a full program behind them. Um, so if you're in one of the competing positions up front, I think when we talk about picking a safe pick, I do think that he's one of the guys on a good bike, and he's not going to quit. You know what I mean? So uh, he's somebody you could gamble at a higher handicap with. Right. Uh, so who's your t- who's your team right now? My team right now is is Joey Forkner, Jordan Smith, and Luke Renslin. Okay. Paul. I uh, just be- just because yeah. I haven't seen Falk ride, I-, I-, right. I don't even know if he qualifies. Yeah. You know, good. Right. Paul. Well. I'm going to give you two optional teams here. Okay. Um, I can't pick all these guys, but if you want to go for the full send team, uh, I think it's got to be Gage Share. Again, going back to what I talked about being good starter and mm-hmm. Bud's Creek, a little bit less of a rough track. So Gage Share at an 18, uh, Mitchell Falk at an 18, and Austin Root at a 17, and an all-star, that's your send-it team. And then if you want to be a little bit more conservative, um, I, I, I also think Jordan Bailey might be a decent pick, too. I want to touch on him. He's His handicap's gotten a lot higher due through some consistently bad finishes. Um, but the only thing I'm worried about there is is maybe Bud's Creek isn't the type of place for him. He is more of a come-from-behind, really rough, rough track. He just kind of steady does his pace the whole moto, so maybe he'd be better Indiana. So maybe I'd save him one more week and hope for another bad finish and his handicap goes higher and then he's your ace in the hole at Indiana. But um, the uh, kind of a, nor- a more – Safe team, I think, in this class, which has been working the last few weeks. I'll go Savachi, uh, Nichols, Jordan Smith, and an All Star. Uh, all right. Well, if you, if you pick that send it team, you, you ruin your Saturday. Like, you don't <laughs> make any plans on Saturday with your family. Uh, you will ruin your Saturday. We have a group text. Uh, I know, Paul, we were laughing about one of our friends. He texts. He's like, I just yelled at my kids for no reason. He, he just he, One of the guys just pulled off, and he's like, I, I just can't play fantasy anymore. Wow. He's like, I just was screaming at my kids for no reason. Like, and they don't even know what they did wrong. <laughs> and uh, if you pick that send it team, you're, you're going to be so mad at your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um Okay, so uh, 450s, thanks to Fly Racing and, and Ride 100% and Kawasaki and Pro Taper. Chad Reed back testing on a bike with Pro Taper's Parabinos. 
Very happy. The two. Yeah, it's great. Great. It's great. The same. The same brand he won those three major 450 titles on. He's, He's back. Get himself another one. He is back on Pro Taper. He's back. At least for testing purposes. Um, who's calling Reinhardt? Why is he a one in 450s? It's just a mistake. It'll be fixed. Okay, thank you. I'm like, is this somebody? Like, is this a, is this a Euro coming over that I don't know about? Yeah, he, he's oh. the Zimbabwe champion. He's okay, really good. all right, okay. So, uh, about outside of that, four fifty. What's that? Fixing that now. Okay. Uh, outside of that, uh, all stars for four fifties. Give me Roxon. Not a great Unadilla seven seven for him. I think he went. Did he move one, Paul Roxon? I think he did. Right. Uh, where is he? He's a three. 94. Yeah, he actually, yeah he went from a one to a three. So okay, moved, yeah. He moved two. Uh, so give me Ken Roxon with his starts at Buds all day long at that three, and I'll play it safe. Eli and Marvin might beat him, but uh, that'll still be okay. Uh, Ken will be right up there. Anderson is coming back, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that. Sorry, everybody. Uh, that's a big deal. Um, that should have been mentioned. Uh, minus two for Jason Anderson. Uh, the press release says he's going to ride practice and see how it goes, which is ridiculous. He will be racing unless something disaster strikes in practice. Uh, so we'll start with him. He's not an all-star. He's minus two. I doubt he goes 1-1 one, one or 2-2, two, two, but I can see him on the box. Uh, what do you think, Paul? Is Anderson worth it at a, at a minus two? Um, I have I haven't done zero research. I'm hearing this from you for the first time that he's racing. So I don't know, even though people are probably assuming I do with the Pro Taper connection. Yeah, but, um, I would have thought you would. Yeah, I would have thought you know. He's on your team. Yeah, he's on my team, hundred percent. If he's racing, absolutely. The okay. guy is an elite talent. He's a great starter. Bud's Creek's a place, a great place for being a great starter. Um, I'll look into it more and see how much he's been riding or what's going on. But okay, hundred percent. Is that your team. is that your one hundred percent lead pipe block of the week? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go that far yet. Okay, all right. Got, there's some more people down here. We all right, talk so, about. yeah, we, I really should have brought that up. Uh, Anderson is racing. Um, all right, who else uh, Who else do you like, uh, Dan? Let's start with you. Who do you like in 450s for, for Bud's Creek? For All-Stars, I agree with you with Ken Roxon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, are you going to the race, Steve? Yes. You should make your first trip over to the Honda tent and maybe check out check out what's going on over there. I feel like Roxon's going to be really good this weekend. Um, maybe heard something, but I also think Blake Baggett is going to be good. Uh, he's won here before, and he's a four handicap. Um, so if you can pick either of those two, I mean, you can pick Eli. Obviously, if you think Eli's going to win, he's a zero handicap. So um, if you're one of those guys on the top and you want to play it safe, Eli's going to be on the box. So you know you can pretty much guarantee yourself 40 points, I think. So, uh, but for me, I pick Ken Roxon or Blake Baggett, just depending on on practice times, and then. Uh, I picked Nick Gaines. Um, I know what number he is, and um, I think that you. he was actually really good at Unadilla. He crashed, and uh, he's not very tall, and he couldn't pick up his bike. He's kind of like JT. He was just like standing there, and he was like, ah, I can't get on. So <laughs> he, he was actually really good. So, um, And then another guy I'm going to pick who was good last weekend, I don't know what happened to second moto, is, is Dylan Merriam. Um, we kind of seen some flashes of speed okay. like he had earlier I, in the year. I was going to talk about him. I did a, a, a Privateer Island podcast with him yesterday. He had a back issue for a while after a crash at Redbud, and uh, it was affecting him, and it's been it's been bothering him, and he's 100% now, and he feels really good, and he's looking to get back to his old form that we saw in the beginning of the year. What happened to Sakamoto? Second moto, he had to stop um, both motos three times for goggles. He had goggle issues. 
He had to stop in the first moto three times, and he still got whatever he got. What did he get, 14th? What did he get Caleb in the first Ruffle, moto? Caleb Russell didn't stop. Yeah, he, sa- he actually mentioned, I don't know how Caleb Russell was able to not stop. He actually said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. Bad, bad I, dude. Dylan Merriam, he might, you, I, he might be back. Go ahead, Paul. I was just going to make a comment about the, the goggle thing because, yeah, when I did the snowshoe GNCC, that that was unbelievable. I, Caleb took his goggles off in that deal, but that is the most extreme situation for goggles. So yeah, I feel like he's got good experience. So it kind of makes sense that he didn't do a goggle stop at Unadilla. So yeah. uh, I like Merriam. I do. And also uh, Lorenzo is, is didn't race Unadilla. Is he back? Do we know, Dan? He has a, he has a, short, a sore shoulder. Okay. Um, it was a bruise, I believe a bone bruise. Uh, I'm not sure if he's back. The other one I wasn't sure about was Jake Masterpool. He was at Loretta's. He rode uh, like an intro thing on the Alta bike, so I know he's healthy. Um, but he wasn't at Unadilla. Uh, I don't know if he's going to Butts Creek or not, but yeah, I think Masterpool would be a good pick as well. I in the 450 class, like Paul mentioned, there's a lot of good picks. Jeremy Hand's still pickable. John Short. Um, John Short. John Short. Yeah, John Short's pickable. Uh, guys like Surratt and those guys who have gotten really close to the top 20. Um, Dare has been really good. Dare Demartel. Um, last week he fluctuated a lot, obviously in the mud, but he's been solid. You know, he's been to all the races, so he's not someone who's going to quit. So, you know, if if I pick a safe team, I go with Blake Baggett, Jason Anderson. Cooper Webb at a minus one. We didn't talk about him, but Cooper's been inside the top ten every weekend. He's been back, and I think he keeps getting stronger and stronger. Um, and then you you could pick guys like uh, Nick Gaines and Merriam as well. I think there's a lot of picks on the in the 450 class. What do you think, Paul? Yeah. Um, first off, I just want to say I'm bummed to hear that Heath Harrison isn't uh, going to yeah. be there because he was going to be my uh, 100% lead pipe lock of the week. Um, so he's out, but I do agree, John Short. I think he's a good one. Um, again, maybe it's a bit wrong with you know my theory for Bud's Creek about being a good starter. John Short isn't a good starter. He comes from the back, but his handicap's pretty high right now. He's a 14. He's had a couple bad finishes, and he's capable of much more. Um, and and the other thing I want to touch on is I keep an eye on the weather. So um, Bud's Creek can be deceivingly hot. It's down in that hole with no wind. Um, it's the high for Friday is 93. The high for Saturday is 87. That's not awful. Um, there's scattered thunderstorms on Saturday, so we probably won't get rain. Maybe that'll bring some breeze, but uh, it could be hot. So that could play uh, into my kind of um, pick consideration, I guess. And, and that would make John Short more more attractive to me if it's going to be really hot and nasty. Um, I agree with you guys on the all-star with Ken Roxon. I think he's going to get two good starts and be on the – probably you know top four both motos and uh that'll get you 50 um i did want to talk about dare demart demartol uh he had a kind of a worse unadilla and his handicap went up to a 15 i think he's capable of finishing kind of uh near there so um that could be a really good pick if lorenzo uh, shows up at an eight do either one of you go with that i think he, for me he's got to qualify up there okay because show me that he's okay what do you think dan yeah, I agree with the qualifying. Um, the shoulder scares me, Dan. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, he's definitely not a, a guy to quit or pull off, as we've seen at Red Buddy Road in, until he just physically couldn't well, ride you, anymore. Well, you made him do that. Yeah, I mean, I maybe had some input, but, I mean, I don't like quitters, and he knew that. So, um, so but, yeah, the shoulder really does scare me. I, I think there's so many good picks. In this case, I'd rather maybe Lorenzo does good and I don't pick him and get burned a little bit than mm-hmm. take that risk of him pulling off um, just because he's injured. So, um, for me, my four is pretty 
pretty set right now uh, with Blake Baggett uh, is my all-star, but I do agree with Ken Roxon. Um, just Baggett has one more one more spot. With Anderson coming back, he could get in that mix. So that one more handicap, I think, is uh, is going to be my reasoning. Uh, Nick Gaines, Dylan Merriam, and Cooper Webb is my team right now. Uh, not Anderson. Uh, I mean, I think he's a great pick, um, yeah. okay. and I do think that he's. I think he's the top five guy. Uh, he would he would not be coming back, in my opinion, unless he was ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know he's been in Florida. He's been riding with the guys, so he knows where he's at. I just think that for me, Merriam could maybe get a twelfth, and that's that's fifty points. Where even if Anderson gets a fourth or a fifth, you know, it's not as much. Right. Uh, what about pro taper guy Brandon Shear? Uh, Paul, I didn't hear you mention him. A twelve handicap. Thoughts on that? Yeah. It's it's you know so I have him highlighted on my list as somebody to look at. I don't know what's happened with Brandon in the last few races. His results haven't been what they were early in the year. So, um, but at a twelve, I'm going to look at that. You know for sure. And I think uh, again, I think Bud's Creek is going to be. You have to pay attention more more so to qualifying times than you do maybe at other races. So if he qualifies up there, he'll definitely be a consideration. Um, and then what Dan said about Anderson, you know, I kind of thinking about it more. I kind of agree. I think he's a good pick, but I might not end up picking him just because there maybe is just going to be too many other good picks. You know, once you see qualifying times from yeah, the I guys mean, that we're look, uh, can't you see Muskan, Ken, and Eli beating Anderson and Anderson getting fourth? And so and possibly Baggett. I mean, Baggett's been okay. pretty good, and so he wasn't, you know, at a at a five five for Anderson. At a five five for Anderson, at a minus two handicap, that's fifty something points. Am I doing my math right? Yeah, it's not much. Right, yeah. right. No, yeah, it's not, it's not much. You guys are correct. Yeah, so maybe he's not. Um, I'm not as high on him as, as I thought. Right. Because yeah, and and I think you know we know he's going to be eligible for double, double points at Indiana also. So maybe it's just smart to let him get a race under yep. his belt. Um, also, too, Chris Canning has been pretty good lately. Keep an eye on him. Um, yeah, Harris Heath Harris is not going to be there. Runkles, anybody got anybody interested in a Runkles? I seen a bunch of tweets yesterday from Kiefer saying this is his home track yep. or something. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, he was fast uh, last week, and he, he has had some speed, but he really hasn't put it together too much in the motos. All right, we got to before we wrap up here on the Pulpamex Fantasy Podcast. We got to go lap leaders. Dan, who you going with? Already clicked them. Ken Roxon and, and Joey Savacci. Oh, go! You're doubling up. Yes, you did yeah. last week, right? Yeah. I actually did both of them at Washougal, too, and they both got it right. Uh, both are great starters. Uh, Bud's Creek is a lot like Unadilla, though. The finish line is right after the start. So um, they have to essentially get the whole shot pretty much. Uh-huh. Where at Washougal was at the end of the lap, so Kenny was able to get by Bogle. But I think both of them will qualify well, and that's very important here. Um, and um. like I said, I've heard things about, uh, you know, Ken Roxon testing some stuff this week, and I think he's going to be motivated, and he's going to he's, he's going to be good this weekend. Show up with Showa stuff on now again. Back with Showa. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't, I'm not a suspension guy. Okay, um, Paul, uh, if you want to pull a Dan Truman and go lap leaders, do you like his picks? I like Ken Roxon if he qualifies top five, and I like Joey Savacci if he qualifies top three. Um, <clears throat> and to try to think of somebody different, oh, man, I don't know, but. To me, uh, my gut is still telling me it's too risky of a play, especially yeah. with the finish line yeah. so close there. You know, even uh, Mitchell Falk could pull a whole shot and survive till the finish line yeah. with the well, lead. You know, Dan, so d- Dan doesn't a care. A little bit of a lap later, 
You know, we saw that at Bud's. We saw that at, at uh, I'm sorry, uh, Washougal with Ken Roxon. Vogel got the whole shot, but Roxon, you know, mm-hmm. being the rider he is and, and expecting himself to be at the front, he was in the lead by oh. the time they got to the finish line. So Dan doesn't care about um, your reasoning, Paul. I, he doesn't care about your reasoning. I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think uh, this is probably the only start. Well, not the only start, but they made this start back when they had the motocross the nations, right? So yep. it's it really, really favors the qualifier here, like Paul had said earlier. Yep. Um, so I do agree that those guys qualify good. Um, you know, yep. you, you can pick them, but uh, if, they, if they're outside the top five, then no. Okay, let me ask you this uh, before we wrap up. So Caleb Russell, we think is out, but we're not sure. Maybe he does race. Uh, Twenty, 20- he's, he's out. Caleb Russell and, and uh, oh. Justin Hill will be back at Indiana. Oh, so Russell's out? Okay, you sure? I mean, I, I was told yesterday he's out. Okay. Well, so was I. But yeah, um, I was going to say if he's in, you got to okay. pick him. So it, uh, that, that, that was where I was getting at. If you're yeah. one of the 22% who didn't get him and he's a 12 and he races, where are we at? Yep. Pick him? You, you, yeah. Pick him. You click okay. him as fast as you can. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, all right. He's probably finishing. Yeah. He's right. probably finishing in the 8 to 12 range. So he's going to get a lot of points. His handicap's going to come down even further, and he's not going to be nearly as valuable at Indiana. But luckily, it sounds like for us, you know, Dilla believers that we're going to get to use him twice. Okay. Fantastic. Well, thanks to uh, Ride 100%. Thanks to the folks at Pro Taper, flyracing.com. And uh, of course, the folks at Kawasaki and everybody, all of you people, for playing. Two rounds left. Going down to the wire for this bike and uh, and going down to the wire to see who, who of us finishes the best because JT is not that far in front of us, I believe, Paul. So, uh, Dan, you're out of it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, need to, I need to beat him. I need yeah. to beat him. Are you, are you nervous, Steve? What if I get both lap leaders right and my guys just kill it? No. I, I put pressure on you for how the many, last round. How many points you got? You got in front of you? How many points are you down now? Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I have uh, I'm 200 <laughs> points behind you, I think. I'm 42-44. Yeah, and I'm I'm forty forty eight, so I'm not even two hundred points back. Okay, one 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 ninety eight. Right. Well, JT's fifty bucks has been sweet, and I will also enjoy your fifty bucks. And therefore, did JT ever pay you? Because I paid you. Yeah, no, he. Oh, that's right. I I also won that bet as well. Nichols versus uh, Lorenzo. JT did not pay me. I need to uh, I need oh. to make that happen. And he hasn't he hasn't paid me from Indiana last year. Don't worry. So right. it's eh, he's one of those guys. <laughs> um, but you know what this means? If I if I win, I, I'll have my industry idiots paid for for the year. So uh, so that's nice. It'll it'll be free for me to play industry industry idiots. Yeah, uh, and we we do have a lot of listeners listeners that play the industry idiots. I'll update it this week, but uh, it's been fun. Uh, Cincerello has taken it pretty serious, as well as some other riders. Yeah, Christian uh, Christian Craig is picking multiple all stars all the time. Has anybody yep. has anybody told him he shouldn't do that? I mean, yeah, I, he was at my he was at my house on Sunday. I okay. was talking with him about it, and and yeah, we got to. Uh, I'm going to try to help him. <laughs> He's, every time he tweets out an Instagram a video of his picks, there's two All-Stars or three. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? So he just is, he's a believer that those guys are better, which you know they are better. But you, yeah. you got to pick these long shots to, yeah. to make up points. So. Yeah, and we got to get Reedy back in the game. He was in last summer, but uh, he lost interest. He's, for he's busy right now. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So all right, everybody. Well, thanks for playing. Appreciate it. Paul Parabino, Stan Truman. Uh, thank you both, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. Yep. See ya.